Hey, my friends, welcome back to Moonshot Entrepreneur. It's great to have you back to another episode. Now, here is the thing. I did a Facebook group poll and found out that an amazing, overwhelming number of people are just staying in their job because it pays their bills. Wow, isn't that amazing? It's not because they're passionate about it. It's not because um, they truly love what they do. Maybe they like parts of it. But the main reason for them to stay in their current job is to pay their bills. And chances are, if you're listening to this episode, that you are in a similar situation. And in this episode, I want to give you a tool set to help you find the right balance. This tool is going to help you calculate whether it's worth it that you are staying in this job and whether you really should continue to stay there or whether there are other options which could really make you happier and at the same time make you the money you need to pay your bills. So stay tuned. I can't wait to share this with you. Hey friends, welcome to Moonshot Entrepreneur. This is the place where we partner with God to build His custom design calling for our life. In this podcast, you'll get laser focused on aligning your life with God and you will learn the strategies to implement true change. Along with that, you will also learn to create the time and income for the amazing dreams God has for you. Sounds like a moonshot? Well, set your expectations high because when we dare to partner with God, anything is possible. I promise you that we're going to have a ton of fun on this journey together. So grab your notebook and pen and pursue with me your God-led life transformation. Let's go. All right, friend, I just want to remind you that usually I promote two things on this podcast. First of all, the Facebook group, Moonshot Entrepreneur. As you all know, there is a Facebook group, which is a private group where Christians of all kinds can meet together, where we share and exchange tips around everything you uh, come to hear about in the show. So there are also lots of freebies which go together with the episodes I record here. And please remember that there are no strings attached to the Facebook group. I got asked the other day uh, by someone if they would have to engage for a certain number of hours. And here's the thing, you don't have to. Okay, you, of course, you're welcome to, but you don't have to. Of course, it would be quite fruitful if you would also contribute to the group with your experiences or comment on the experiences the others are going through. But other than that, there are no strings attached. You don't have to if you don't find the time. Really, there is no bigger commitment there other than just being part of the group and enjoying the content which is posted there. So if you are not part of the Facebook group, what are you doing? Just go and be part of the Facebook group. Go to facebook.com slash groups and type in Moonshot Entrepreneur. And as usual, you will also find the link below in the description. So just scroll down to the description of this episode, hit the, um, hit the link, and you will be directly um, going to the Facebook group. And once you're there, hit the request to join button. I believe it is somewhere near the top right-hand corner 
even near the picture, I think. So just have a look there or shoot me an email if you should have any trouble finding it. But it is really easy to join the group. Once you send me the request, um, I will approve it and then you'll be part of the group. Now that we have gotten that out of the way, I want to dive right in to the topic of today, which is the true cost of staying in a job only because it pays your bills. So here's why this topic has been on my heart. Um, I've had certain exchanges at my workplace with, with different people and also with colleagues who um, or friends who um, do not work at the same place, but friends from church and from other places which I have, have told me that they don't really feel too excited about going to work. And um, I mean, there are also some people who are really happy and passionate who seem to be so to have that thrive. But I had a gut feeling that not everyone might be enjoying um, their job situation uh, as much as it could be. So, but I didn't know what the reason for that was. And so I launched this poll over in a Facebook group, and I really was really surprised about the results. An overwhelming 260 people said that the number one reason for them to stay in their current job is only because it pays their bills. And believe me, there were enough other options for them to select. They could even give their own answers, and there were some people who did that, but it was really um, striking to me that the largest amount of people just said that they are staying in the job because it pays their bills. So that data, that really surprised me. And it surprised me because I was in a similar situation a couple of years ago. I had a great job and lots of very interesting opportunities and um, work areas, I would say, for me to tackle. And I really loved it. But slowly, my, there was a reorganization and slowly, over time, my responsibility started to change. And there were some shifts in the organization, which I didn't appreciate that much. So somehow I was getting along and everything, but I had this really feeling that I'm not as excited as I used to be to get up and go to work. And I mean, if that is you, you really know what I'm speaking about, right? When you're getting up on a on a, any given day, but especially on Mondays after a weekend, and you are not feeling any energy at all, or if the workday drains you so much that you are not able to do anything besides that. Well, if that's the case, um, I think it's time to consider whether it's time for a change. It was about at that time when I came across, um, surely through coincidence is what I thought at that time, but I think it was also godly timing that at that time I came across um, the concept of evaluating your time, how you use your time, the priorities of your life. And that was really one point for me to take action and to shift the way I think about my job and the shift of finding other ways of, first of all, making money, but in other terms, also using my life energy to do good, to bring about the kingdom of Christ in the ways and in the opportunities God has given me. 
Along with that, during my EMBA study, Executive MBA study, I was reminded of a concept we use in business and I've been using in business for a long time, which is called opportunity cost. And this specific tool helps you to calculate the value of the next foregone alternative. So here's what we'll do in this episode. I will explain what opportunity cost means, how to use it, and I will share with you my personal formula of calculating whether you should truly stay in your job or whether you should look at other options and how to actually reach there if the conclusion is that you really should look at other options. Okay, so let's go. Opportunity cost. What is it? In fact, it's actually quite simple and logical. It's, as I mentioned before, you calculate what it costs you um, if you use your resources, your time, your money, your creativity to do one thing over the other thing. Because the other thing which you are foregoing there might be making you even more money. Well, that is the concept we use in business or in economics to calculate um, whether an investment is really worth it to, to value it an option, an investment option, um, but also to factor in the results into the pricing of a product. Okay, so let's get started with an example here. Let's say I'm the owner of a car shop and I can choose to either in one hour repair five cars or at the same time I can choose to um, repair, let's say, 10 motorcycles. Now, the question is, I just have a limited time, amount of time available and a limited amount of um, employees available. So should I, in one hour, rather try to get the motorcycles fixed or should I focus on the cars? Now, this is a usual business situation. And the, the answer to that question is simple. Um, with which opportunity do you make more money? And then it's going to be hopefully a no-brainer and you'll find out um, that it might be worthwhile to look at the car option if you're making more money with that or you find out that the motorcycle option is after all making you more money and helping you um, to use your resources in a more effective way. So that would be um, the option you go for. But the thing is that you try to um, normalize this equation and try to find um, a comparable number in money terms to find out which option you should go for. So as you have heard this example, I'm pretty sure that you're going to say that this is really simple and easy and quite logical to understand. Now, um, there's also another concept which I would like to introduce here, which has nothing to do with the opportunity cost. Um, but which has to do with the company strategy. If I want to be the number one mo motorcycle um, outlet or repair shop in the city, and if nobody else is actually offering that service, I might be better off doing the repair of the five motorcycles anyway, even though it's showing me that in the short term, I could make more money um, with repairing these five cars, because in the long term, this is going to help my reputation um, of repairing motorcycles. So 
Um, there are certain priorities which can override the blank money figure. I want you to remember that. And these two concepts, when translated into your life and especially into your work life, it is truly important to understand your priorities because your priorities are going to be like the strategy a company is following. If your priority is to be, I don't know, an artist, um, then you would probably look at your job, at your current job in a different way than you look at it. If your um, number one goal is to be the CEO of a company before the age of 50. So here's what I did. I have an Excel sheet called the Opportunity Cost Calculator, um, where, which I did draw up for you to calculate the value of the next four, best foregone alternative. And I'm sharing it over on the Facebook group. So if you're not part of the group, as I said during the introduction, just go to facebook.com slash groups, type in Moonshot Entrepreneur, and you will come to our Facebook group, which is private. So you'd have to request to join and I will approve your request. Or otherwise, just scroll down in the description of this episode and you'll find the link to um, the Facebook group. And once you're there, just go download that opportunity cost calculator so, can you, so you can use it for yourself and don't have to draw that up um, just by listening to the episode. And so in this calculator, I have an example filled out and I'm going to go through the example with you. Now, the calculator starts with the top priority list. And let's say we are looking at Jane's life, someone called Jane and Jane has uh, a list of eight opportunities, uh, sorry, eight priorities in her life. Well, at first, as a Christian, her number one priority is God and her faith. Um, and then second is her family. Third is her physical health. Four is her pet. Five is her career. Six is her hobby, like painting. Seven is living in a clean home, because let's get real. Who wants to live um, in a dirty home? And then eight travel the world because this is something Jane really wanted to do as a child and she just absolutely loves getting around in the world. And let's say these are her top priorities she could come up with. Of course, there is space to come up with a maximum number of 10 priorities. You shouldn't really have more priorities than that. The fewer you have, the better because the clearer your decision-making process will be. And here's also something which I forgot to mention. It is important that on the priority list, you do not have two things, two separate things at the same priority. Okay, you really have to make a decision. You can't have your pet and your career um, as your number four priority because these are four different things. Perhaps the only thing where um, a priority could contain more than one thing is if you say your family is your priority because you're actually saying your spouse and your kids are your priority. But other than that, please do not uh, put several things down for the same priority number, okay? So now let's say Jade has really written out her eight priorities. She doesn't have 10, so she goes with eight. And then in the next column, um, she needs to write down 
her options. Like option not one would be to stay in her current job. Option two would be to change her job. And option three would be to sell her paintings, which she is doing during her free time. So once um, she has had her priorities listed out, she needs to make a column for each of these options. And she needs to star mark which of these areas and buckets and priorities get neglected just because she's doing that opportunity. And you will find out why we are doing this, but just stay with me on this one. So let's say if she stays in her current job, she is going to neglect her family. Um, she would really love to have more time with the children to play, but she has to be at work um, and it's more than a nine to five job. So she's doing a lot of overtime. As a result, her physical health is also being neglected. So that's another priority, which is going down the drain there. And as I mentioned, she would like to live in a clean home, but since she comes home so late, she is not able to contribute um, to the cleaning of her home as much as she would like to. And so that priority is getting neglected. And uh, finally, she is also not able to travel the world as she would like to, because at the end of the day, the job is only having a certain amount of um, numbers of days, which she can use up for vacation. So option number one means she is neglecting at least four priorities if she stays in her current job. Now, if she changes her job, um, she's going to neglect and continue to neglect these four areas, which is really highly likely. But for option three, for selling her paintings, she would only be neglecting two things. And that is um, her priority number five, her career, and maybe traveling the world since she might not be making as much money as she might hope to, or as she might be making in her current job. Well, this is an assumption, but that's the thing. So she star marks for each option, which of the priorities she is likely to neglect um, or not going to fulfill the standard she wants to set for herself. And at the end of the day, she will have now to calculate a certain number of things for each one of these options. So let's go through that line item by line item with um, the option one, staying in her current job. Well, first of all, she has to write down how many work hours she can contribute to that option per month. And her um, contract states it's 40 hours. Maybe it's not 40 hours, maybe it's much more, but let's just say for the sake of an easy calculation that she is going to work 40 hours per month in that job. The net income then she has to calculate and that would be something like $5,000, let's say. And if we want to calculate her hourly rate or what she makes per hour, we would divide $5,000 by 40 hours and arrive at $125 hourly rate. Now she would have to repeat that same calculation for option two, which is a change of job. Let's say for the sake of easiness of calculation that she would make more money, uh, something like $6,000 of net income monthly. 
uh, for a 40-hour job, and that would leave her with an hourly rate of 150 hourly rate of $150. And then for option three, selling her own painting. Let's assume that no matter how much she really would love to do it, that she doesn't want to spend more than 10 hours painting in her life. Let's say um, that's the maximum amount of hours she can spend because of, I don't know, she doesn't have more inspiration. Or maybe she just knows that in that particular market, she doesn't find more than a certain amount of buyers. And so it wouldn't be worth it to invest more time into it and just to have paintings in stock. So let's say that if Jane invests 10 hours, she can sell them hopefully and make $1,500 um, take home that is after all the cost and that would leave her with an hourly rate of $150. And so if we just look at the pure numbers, we see that staying in her current job is maybe the worst option out there in terms of what she is making an hourly rate, which is just 125 and option two, changing her job, as well as option three, selling her own paintings, are at par with each $150. Now, what I want to say here is that this comes with a great big disclaimer attached, okay? Because what we are not factoring in here is that we did drop a priority list and it is just like the strategy of a firm. If you do not know what your priorities are, you would just take any option, but you wouldn't be working according to your priority list, okay? And so to factor that in, we must really take into consideration that with option one and option two, she has four neglected priorities as uh, in comparison to option three, where only two of her priorities are neglected. So how do you factor that in, in the calculation? Well, just to keep things simple, I would divide the hourly rate by the number of priorities in total, that would be eight priorities, um, and then multiply it with the number of neglected priorities. And that would give you the cost of neglected priorities. So let's do a simple calculation here. Let's say with option one, she makes $125. We divide that by eight because she has a total number of eight priorities listed out on her Excel sheet. And then we um, multiply it with four because she is going to neglect her family, her physical health, her clean home or her dirty home and traveling around the world. So when we do that, we come up with the cost of $62.50. And then what do we do with that cost? Of course, we um, subtract that from her total hourly rate. So $125 minus $62.50 equals 62.50 once again. So the total gain per hour invested for her is just $62.50. Now, I agree that this is not her take home uh, pay, but this is the value we attach to that opportunity. If she takes that opportunity, the gain for her in money terms is 62.50 only. Now, if we take option two, 
things look a bit different because um, she makes there a higher income and then we land at $75, which means that the gain, um, if she selected that option, would be total gain per hour, $75. So here we see that the change of job is actually a better option, not just in terms of her hourly pay rate, but also in terms of what she is giving up. So the value she is going to forego in order to pursue that option. Now, it gets most interesting when we look at option number three, selling her own paintings. As I said, um, she is at par here with option two. So in both options, option two and option three, she makes $150 per hour. But the only difference between these options is that the number of neglected opportunities should she change her job remains at four, but the number of neglected opportunities if she chooses to sell her paintings is two. And so in that calculation, 150 divided by eight into two um, equals $37.50. And that means the total gain per hour for the time invested is $112.50. So at the end of the day, we have current job gain $62.50, change job gain $75, and selling her paintings $112.50. Why? Because selling her paintings is more in line with the priorities she has set for herself. So in that case, it shows us and it helps us to make a decision to go for that option. Now, what I would like to point out here, though, is the following thing. I mentioned before that total amount of hours she wants to work in that um, endeavor of selling her paintings is 10 hours. And it is only going to make her 1,500 bucks in total. So if she is going to give up her job altogether, she is most likely not able to live off of that. So here we need to remember that it's not just always the choice between one thing or the other. You might also just have the choice um, to reduce the number of hours uh, you work in your current job. So you would have to, of course, drop a new contract for that. But maybe you could, you know, first of all, change your current job and then reduce the amount of hours you work there. Instead of 40 hours, you say you're there for 30 hours, and then you do the painting thing. And of course, that is again going to impact your priorities, but hopefully you will have more time to do something which you like and which fulfills you and which is in line with the purpose you have from God. So what I want you to understand about the opportunity cost calculator is this. You have to calculate the value of the next best foregone alternative and it is highly dependent on your personal priority list. Only you can see what the priorities are in your life and if you really want to have that as a priority. I mean, it could very well be that at the end of the day, um, the Excel shows you to go with one option like let's say with option three, 
But then you discover that actually your career is in your priority list and you want to keep doing that anyway. And that's up to you. So it's not that someone else starts to think for you or that an Excel starts to think for you. This is just a tool to help you make better decisions and lay it out more clearly and help you make a decision based on data and not just based purely on feelings. No matter which decision you take, it's going to be the right one if you pray about it. So don't worry about it. Pray about it. Um, let God guide you also with the priority list of your life. Okay, so that about wraps it up for today's episode. So I hope you really enjoyed it. And as I mentioned before, you can find uh, this Excel, which I'm talking about in this episode, over in the private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com slash groups, type in Moonshot Entrepreneur and you'll land there or just click the link below in the description. And I'm looking forward to hearing from you. And just before I leave, let me leave you with a prayer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all the opportunities you have given us, for all the different buckets of life, which fill us with new joy, which fill us with opportunities to minister to people and to show them the light of Christ. We thank you, Father, for all these opportunities and we pray that you give us clarity um, as to where we should invest how much time. Thank you, Lord, that you remind us that our resources are endless and that you want us to use our time according to your wishes to the furthering of your kingdom. And we pray um, that the Holy Spirit will guide all who work with this Excel sheet, that they can make better decisions uh, and that they can bring these things to you in prayer rather than just basing their decision on pure feelings or on an Excel sheet. Help them, Lord, to connect with you and to truly understand what you want them to do and help them to find the courage to implement the steps and to take it one step at the time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Friends, I really hope this blessed you and I can't wait to hear from you very soon. Until then, stay wrapped up in Christ's love. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving me a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I seriously am lit up every time I hear from you guys. So if this show has impacted your life in some way, just let me know about it. And here's the second thing you can do. Take a screenshot of this episode or of your review and go share it over on Facebook and tag me. God bless as you dare to make the change.